Hey, nerds, we're able to keep Venture Forth ad-free thanks to our amazing patrons. To help keep this podcast free of ads, check out our Patreon. Link in our description. Hi, I'm Thessaly. Sika. Blin. Kalek. Alma. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. you all had rushed to the aid of a fallen Shrya deep into a red forest. Once you got to him, you discovered that he was gravely injured and needed assistance. Once he was stabilized, you all heard the story of how Shrya had met with Flynn's friend, Kaelin, and how they had attempted to stop a hooded figure. But once they attempted to return back to Saddlemount, they were attacked. Kalen was taken by a hooded figure and Shry was gravely injured. And as he tried to get back to Saddlemount, he just couldn't make it. You all camped out for the night. Although throughout the night, some mysterious things began to happen as some of your items and materials began disappearing. After Kellick tracked one of these items to an outcropping in an ancient ruin within this red forest, you were all called out by Chath. As Flynn steps out from the tree line with Thessaly, Shreya, and Olma by his side, what would you all like to do? Uh, I'm just taking in the atmosphere of this area. Um, doesn't anything seem off as I'm walking up uh, towards the voice of Chas? Off in what way? Um, like traps, or do I do I notice any type of uh, setups that maybe are an ambush, or do I notice anything like that? Um, make an make a perception check. Right, uh, that is a ten total. Ten. You don't notice anything uh, too suspicious as you're looking forward. You look around and you see all of the ruins that are around you of this ancient city. All of them covered by this red moss and vines and the red trees all around you. You can't spot any traps. Okay. Uh, I'll just uh, kind of look back to my group and give Shreya a little ruffle on his head. All right. Focus up, guys. And I'll step forward into the line, line of sight of Chath. All right. Um, and yes, as you step forward, Chath locks eyes with you. Well... What? What are you doing? Flynn, I think that there are things that are going on here that um, are beyond your scope. And I just I just ask that you remain calm. Don't do anything rash. You better have a pretty good explanation. More than happy to explain if the rest of your friends want to come out of the woods and reveal themselves. I'll be more than happy to have a conversation. Uh, I'll look over to Ilinar and Nessa. What do they seem to be doing? Um, you look over and Nessa seems to be just sort of stepping forward a little bit. And Ilinar has just begun sort of sidestepping back and around Chath. Mm. Just keep looking at mm. you, but sort of uh, moving to the side. 
I'll uh, step forward. Um. At this uh, call out from Chath, I'll just give a steadying look over to Seeker uh, just to intimate we're now moving an, an inch. Okay. I'm going to have uh, Seeker and Kellick make a stealth check for me. I'm, I'm, I assume our pack that's with Flynn, are, we're walking forward with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yep. It's an 18 for Kellick. Hey, yo. <coughs> nice. A little less for Seeker. <laughs> uh, 17. 17. All right. I start growling at Chath <laughs> and, like, ready my. Like ready my feet and uh, and l- like limbs in a like a about to pounce position. I want to sidestep um, Shrya okay. so that I can make a triangle with Flynn and Thessaly. Um, okay. Yeah. For sure. And if there's uh, any, can I? Is there any route to circumvent this to try and get closer to? the uh, stashed equipment that we could be taking? For sure. So in order for Kellick and Seeker to get there, the most covered way to do that Mm -hmm. would probably be to head back around to the path that you guys approached on and go over to that northern side. Um, Looking ahead of you, you can see that there is this little clearing that Flynn and the rest of the party have just stepped into where Chath is. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sort of this crossroads where it makes uh, a little T at this opening. So right in front of you, you do have an open path that in order to cross it, you would be exposing yourself. We would have to go behind where they just approached from. That is correct. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, I'm going, I would rather go the opposite direction to try and get a sort of flanking position on, uh, I would like to move in the direction of, of Illinar, who's over on the, okay, the opposite so side. So in there. order to do that, you guys would need to cross over this open path. So, Seeker, are you going with him? I would sort of, you would notice me looking in that direction to try and spot whatever route we could take. Uh, yeah, so but as, you, I would, as you start to make that step, I would, I grab your arm as almost to, to stop you. And I'm and I'm uh, sort of jolted by that. And you feel um, a pulse of, or there, there is a pulse of just purplish energy that ch- kind of coats your arm for a second. It's very cool, very cooling. And that's about it. And then you have, uh, you now have initiative, right. uh, advantage on initiative. And then I will follow you uh, into the pathway. All right. And I, I will put my, my finger up to my lip. <laughs> As if you don't know. All right. <laughs> you are both going to I will cross. respond mutely. <laughs> right. As you're both going to cross over into this path, I'm going to have you make another stealth check as you are now breaking your cover. Okay. 14. 10. What? All right. Um, you both dash to the other side of this path, taking cover behind a uh, another ruined building. Nothing seems to change. Do do any um, do I hear rustling of leaves or anything? Do I hear from that from that area? What's your passive perception? Um, thirteen. So yes, you would. I am going to um, um, in the other direction behind our behind our stuff, kind of like or or behind where we came from. I'm going to cough. <laughs> And like behind my back, throw a firebolt in that direction. <laughs> um, okay. To like, but like, I don't want it to seem like I'm throwing a firebolt. 
I, so I want it to be very like <laughs> stealthily, stealthily. Yeah, it comes another forest fire. Before I say this check, just know that you currently have three sets of eyes on you. So I'm gonna so have you make. That's not gonna work. A, I'm gonna have you make a sleight of hand check at disadvantage. Okay, one second. Eleven. Um, <laughs> as soon as you do this. Nessa Nessa just takes like two steps over towards you and is sort of like lines up with your party, crosses her arms and is standing there sort of facing the same way that you are facing Chath and not even looking at you just sort of leans over and out of the side of her mouth goes, nice. Sorry, sometimes I can't control anything. It just happens. I don't really know. And as that is happening, Ilinar continues to circumvent around Chaff. I'll um, hold my hand up to Nessa as she approaches Oma. Hold on. Oma. We have to hear them out. You know I can't control this. It just happens. I was just coughing. I had something in my throat. It's fine. These red woods are just like really acting with my like lungs a lot. Like I just. <laughs> Guys, come out. We're already here. We're all right here, Flynn. What are you talking about? As Ilinar passes behind Chath, just because Chath is a very large being, um, he passes behind Chath and you lose sight of Ilinar for just a brief moment. Do we see him moving? No, you're on the other side of a a building right now. Okay. But as Ilinar passes behind Chath and right as you lose sight of him, you do not see him come out the other side. Yay. Guys. We're listening, Flynn. Just let them talk. Chath? Yeah. Explain. I want to understand. How many beasts have you killed so far? Like, five, six, seven, I don't know. Why? I saw that you had slain a cyclops. Yeah? Very impressive. Thanks. Would you classify a cyclops as a beast? Well, if it's causing trouble and violence and harming people, yeah. Interesting. So we agree that if something is causing harm and violence and hurting people we have a duty to correct that what I've been taught now I'm sure that you saw as you were fighting the Cyclops they have a certain level of intelligence yes (laughs) kind of so where do we draw the line between a Cyclops and say an elf But that's not our job. Says who? Where is that line, Flynn? Where do we draw it? What creature do we deem intelligent enough to not slay? And what creature do we deem just below that line to where we have the right to? Not an elf. Not a person. Why not? Because we hunt monsters. What is a monster? 
if not something, that as you described, hurts people, causes chaos. So that's it? That's why that's your justification? No, Flynn, that is the beginning of my explanation. We do not have a right as a a group, as a collective, to deem what deserves to live and what doesn't. We do not have the right to determine what is being chaotic and what is serving its own interests. And Flynn, we do not have the right to judge these things. Where is this coming from? I've never heard you talk like this before. This comes from years and decades and generations of of us hiding in the shadows, thinking that we're making a difference by killing a, a beast here and there. It makes no difference. Yes, we save people every once in a while, and and we we stop the killing of, of what, a handful of people by and killing another thing. And that's not enough? Flynn, it's too much, is what I'm saying. What do you mean? We need to start positioning ourselves in a place where we can affect real change, and not by taking up swords, and not by lighting things on fire. But by taking the life of sentinels? That is the first step, yes. If we see that something is causing chaos and killing things unnecessarily, it is our job to take them out. Yes, we get our hands bloodied for a a brief moment, but the way that we have been doing things for years is continuing to bloody our hands every single day, not accomplishing anything, only with the goal of bloodying our hands the next day. I am doing it now with an end goal in mind. I am going to eliminate everyone who thinks that they have a right to choose who gets to live or die, and yes, I'm going to dirty my hands at that for the moment. But once it is over, I promise you, it will be done. And then I will take the Iron Light and position us in a new position of power where we can affect real change across the lands, institute real change within government, and not have to go around searching for creatures to kill. Could I, um, while he's going through that, could I try and read anything off of his? Does, does this seem like the chat I know? Does it seem like something has changed him or, or changed his mind? Or does he seem like he's acting differently? Make an insight check. Do we, do me and Seeker hear this, this diatribe? Yes. Chess? It's, it's pretty... Just, just pretty at loud. this, I'm just gonna, like, I'm assuming me and Seeker are making eye contact. I'm just gonna, like, screw my face up with kind of, like, surprise and, uh, like, uh, bemusement, I guess would be the word. (laughs) Flynn, I have been approached time and time again by noblemen and people in power, real power, asking me to be their bodyguard and as I'm sure you would have known if you had continued in the Iron Light, you get approached to become a, a sellsword and a bodyguard and, and things that mean so little. But 
somebody's protection. And with my plan that I'm going to put in place, we will change our role to just that, to be the servants of others and to lower ourselves to that point to where we can wait and bide our time and climb the ladder, gain trust within the organizations that are currently running the world, that are currently screwing up the world with this pointless war and are doing a terrible job of governing people to where we can impart ourselves into those institutions themselves. And this may not happen in my lifetime or your lifetime or even the lifetime of any elves that live, but eventually we will be positioned in a spot where we can stop institutions like the Iron Light from ever killing what doesn't need killing. We only kill what needs to be killed. And if you want to leave the Iron Light, go ahead. Flynn, that's what I'm saying. Who are you to be the judge of that? How, how long have you trained? But now you can judge to kill Sentinels? To dirty my hands for the time being. Of to course, make a just, better future. Of course. That's how it starts. Because what are you doing right now, Flynn? You are killing things, and what's what's the... You kill a, a, a what? Uh, you kill a, a Cyclops, and then you move on. What are you now going to do to keep other Cyclopses from, from killing? There is nothing that you do. You kill, and then you move on. There is nothing that you leave in your wake that leaves behind something better. Chaz, you okay? It has an end goal, Flynn. That is the difference between what you are doing right now and what I am doing right now. I don't know how long it's going to take, but, I don't, but it will end. I promise you that. I don't need an end goal. This is the end goal. So your 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 end goal then is to kill for killing's sake. My end goal is to protect the innocent, to help those that are getting Then attacked. do something that affects real change. I am. I'll point to the, the wolf standing next to me. Well... Right now, so he's not normally a wolf. He's some, he's normally, you know, Shreya, right? So this is, anyway, because of me and because of the rest of us, he's still here and his, his tribe is okay. And I take gratitude and comfort in knowing that we had a role in that. And it doesn't need to be some grand gesture or some massive end goal of changing the whole world. I'm content with just protecting people and helping those that are in need. And I don't understand why you're changing. If that is what you are content with, then unfortunately you are not thinking big enough, Flynn. You are not thinking of real protection. We can implement institutions not by a sword, Flynn. Not by, by blood. That's exactly what you're doing. I don't understand why you can't just leave and go do that. Why do you have to kill all the Sentinels? They're doing something good. We don't have to kill all of them, Flynn. We have to kill the ones that are killing senselessly. It is it is a, a cancer manifesting itself, and it is growing, and the numbers of it are becoming too much to handle. We need to cut out that cancer. We will save what we can. And I'm hoping you are part of what we can save. But some... We are, are content with living in their caves and and waiting for some tragedy to happen. We only kill things once something has already killed. That is another part of, of the problem, is we only track down beasts that have already done something wrong. The death is already there, Flynn. We are just adding one more body to the total. To prevent others. Says who? 
I've seen if it. a farmer expands his land onto that of a manticore and her babies, that manticore kills the farmer to protect her young. As that manticore sees the farmer as a threat encroaching on her land. Now are you saying you have a right to go and kill that manticore who was going to go off and after that farm was no longer expanding, was going to go and live peacefully with her children? Are you going to deprive that manticore's children of a mother who was just protecting them? That is what you are doing, Flynn. I hate to say it, but that is what you are doing. I see what you're saying. And I know, I know it's not perfect, but we just fix it. Why don't we just fix it instead of killing it? How, Flynn? I don't know right now. Flynn, how long have you been at the Iron Light? Not as long as you. Precisely. I have seen the systems that are currently in place at the Iron Light, and it is impossible to change from within. Only something drastic like this can change it. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm not part of the Iron Light, but I just have a question. Just just a little baby question. C- do you mind if I ask? I, I don't mind at all. Okay, um, let's go back to the farm in the Manticore just for two seconds. Um, what is your suggestion on how to solve that problem? Because, and I'm just, I've been listening to everything and I'm just trying to process it. And like, you're like, oh, we're going to be servants to people in power and then we're going to slowly become the people in power. Um, What is your recommendation for stopping a farmer from growing farmlands into Manticore areas? Because that doesn't really seem like any government can really control that very well, especially when you're killing off everybody who would eventually be part of your leadership team. So I just don't really understand like what you are hoping to do. What's your platform? Like, What are you hoping to do in that circumstance if you are where you want to be, and you are now like on top of the mountain deciding what happens with everything. What exactly would you do to make sure that that farmer doesn't grow that land into the manticore? For the first time, I've been serious this whole time talking to Chath and hearing Alma go through that and probably seeing Chath's reaction. I crack a little bit of a smirk for the first time. As Alma asks that question, Flynn, what was your insight? Um, I got a, a 19. A 19, okay. Um, Flynn, in the beginning of your training at the Iron Light Castle, um, you had noticed that Chath had sort of, over the time that you were training there, had become a little bit more critical, a little bit more um, abrasive towards any new students that he was training. Um, You noticed over time is tough to tell, but now that you're looking back at it, you can you can definitely notice a gradual change over time in his um, it, just in his daily disposition. He seemed to every day change, become a little bit more aggressive, but also a little bit more dismissive towards the institution of the Iron Light. Um, and especially in, in what you've seen over in the last month, um, his criticisms of Melaru have sort of become more public. He's he's yeah. more comfortable talking to you about Melaru sort of uh, being not a very great person, and and it seemed that he sort of um, his his trust in the Iron Light seemed to be withering a little bit. When you have a group as broken as the Iron Light, 
you see that there are troubles within. Manticores are intelligent creatures, and although they do not stand on two legs, they have just as much capability of conversing and having a family. If you see something within the iron light that is a, a mindset of killing first and asking questions later, perhaps my solution is not the perfect one and I continue to, to question myself every day. But if you see something that is wrong with the essential bones of the iron light, is it not then my duty to try and radically change what those bones are? And, and yes, I may be misguided for the moment, but I see a brighter future, not for me, not for the iron light, but for the creatures that the sentinels would kill. I see a brighter future for that manticore who might have a second chance. If someone like me, or like Nessa, or like Ilunar, or anyone, to give that creature a second chance, and to ask questions first, and choose violence at a much later date, if only necessary, is that not my just my right but is that not my duty totally i mean like i completely agree with you i don't like the iron light anyway and i don't i have never understood i have never understood why i have never understood why they were killing monsters to begin with because like you know i don't eat meat that often because like Kelly was talking to me about it and we were talking about it. So like, so like, I get it, but you still did't answer my question. Like, what's your plan? What are you doing with the manticore? You're going to go talk to it? But like, oh, I could give you some suggestions. Um, You could be, you could make like shelters and you could make like communes. So it's like, this is the land for the wild animals and creatures that are still intelligent, but like they're separate from other people, but then you're separating them still because you're not putting them on the same <laughs> stature. You're not, judging them as equal you know so like in that situation what are you gonna do you know like i get it it's a tough question but i just think that like maybe you should go back to the drawing board a little bit create your own second community build up that since you're killing everybody who's part of the iron line anyway you might as well just like start fresh build some people build a i don't know you could call them like the light bringers duty bound I don't know like call them whatever you want to call them and like be separate and do your own thing and then like and then you got your like own thing you don't have to kill people you know cause like you're fighting to not kill manticores but you're killing like elves and everyone else so like why don't you just like because while I kill one sentinel I am then saving maybe this month five beasts that sure, they will then kill sure but the cyclops was like gonna kill me you know, like, Flynn didn't just go and find a Cyclops to kill. The Cyclops was gonna kill me. So it was like me or him yes, at that point, you know? You, as you said, you do not know the Iron Light. You do not know our protocols and our procedures. Flynn is one of the more patient of the Sentinels. Nearly all of them in our organization seek out the fight. 
Not all of them are as patient as Flynn to wait until a friend or a, a member of, of a community or, or anyone is in danger. A lot of them will hear rumors off in the forest of a terrible beast that is frightening a town. Hasn't done a single thing yet, but merely the fear that has culminated from it. A sentinel will act on that and thinking that they are protecting this community from a threat will go and seek that violence. And that is what is taught at the Iron Light Castle. Well, you can stop teaching them how to fight though and start teaching, I don't know, protectors. You could start teaching monster protectors. You know, you're a great fighter. For the last 15 years, I have tried that. But Nessa you're within the Illinois Iron Light still. I've tried that. Teach them outside of the Iron Light, because these are people who are joining it, I'll, wanting uh, to kill I'll monsters. Hold my hand out to Oma. He's like, "Thank you, Oma. I appreciate it, and I agree." Chath, you're trying this alone with a small group. I want to help, but what you're doing, killing others of the Iron Light—that th- can't be the answer. It can't be. It has to be. It can't for be for now. Especially with the new members coming up. Me, Kaylin, Evelyn, Zorkal, Pierre. We would definitely listen to you. I don't understand why you took this path. I look up to you. This is a path that I am trying to explain and offer to anyone. I don't go around killing sentinels as they kill beasts. I go around offering them an opportunity to do something greater. And if they refuse? Then they're an obstacle that stands in our way, in the way of progress, in the way of what we want to accomplish and what we need to accomplish for all of those creatures who are not able to speak for themselves. And if the baseline of intelligence for you is a creature who can speak, I can tell you from my personal experience that that should not be the line. And if you do not agree with that, Flynn, I am sorry to say, I... I will not kill you, but you will not be able to stand in our way. And as he says that, Kellick and Seeker, um, you both feel just sort of like a pat on your back as you turn around and see Ilinar there. Seeker, you already gave me the... You guys want to come and join the conversation? I feel like there might be some some value in hearing two other opinions. We're all right back here. <laughs> it's it's kind of nice. There's a, there's a beam of sunlight coming right down through we, the. We can hear just fine. Leaves there. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. We'll come. We'll come. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. And he sort of leads you to um, down onto the path that you had crossed, and. Um, sort of into this this center outcropping of trees. Like students being brought to the principal's office. Ilinar is Ilinar <laughs> is walking in front of you. He does not turn around to see if you are following him. Um, he's just sort of guiding you in. Um, it seems that, that there isn't any... He's not following you from the rear. There doesn't seem to be any hostilities at the moment. But we can see him now. As so- yes, you can. Okay. As soon as I see them, I go, Oh my goodness, Seeker Kellick, you're here too? Nessa leans over and she goes, you don't have to. No, no, no. Um, I will never stop committing. 
Um, Seeker and Kellick, uh, how far into the camp do you want to go? Illinois sort of passes uh, by the front of Chath and um, re- starts to uh, make his way towards the corner of two other ruined buildings. Where are you two positioning yourselves? And this is a, a set of ruins, yeah? Yes. Is there sort of a like a, a portcullis or breach in the wall? Here, I would just probably line up with that. Oh, yeah, there are walls that are half-destroyed, sort of, um, yeah, leaning height. I, yeah, I would basically just try to line myself up, like, parallel with whatever break in the wall, uh, just for, for some sure. vague sense of security at it. <laughs> All right, Seeker, where are you going? I'll go. I'll do the same thing, and uh, maybe if, if Chath looks over, just kind of just wave awkwardly. All right. Blaine. Don't I'm going this. to give you one opportunity. Will you join our cause, which I promise you is a good cause? Or are you going to stand in our way? Because, Flynn, we are going to go and continue making this offer to other Sentinels, and if they do not join us, or if they do not stand down, I promise you they will die. Are you standing with me or against me? Chath, I want to help. I want to make this right, and I want to fix the Iron Lake. But I can't let you go on to kill more Sentinels. And I'll go to summon my sword. And all three of them summon their swords. And my sword doesn't show up, right? That is correct. But they see the motion of it. Um, if I might, uh, hello. <laughs> uh, I sort of look at Flynn and Chath and, and Eleanor and uh, um, um, Nessa. How many sentinels are there? But it, it, you know, rough estimate. <laughs> At this point, a couple hundred. So, a many number of them have decided to join us. And we can't have any opposing us, though. So the proposal is to kill potentially hundreds in order to correct in order to save thousands I understand that thousands into the future right um, the, the problem you're intending to solve as I understand it is seems like a cultural thing amongst the Iron Light Collective and isn't that just a matter of leadership isn't that doesn't it have to do with how you manage the requisite I, I, I saw thousands and thousands of letters in there and nobody goes through those to see which ones are asking for an assassination effort or a, a murder of a a, a a devious evil demon from the hills. There's lots of uh, other ways to address this. I sat in that damned room for nearly ten years. Flynn, long before you came to the Iron Light, I stationed myself within that room. I did not take up post in a city or a town. I took up post in that room. And I was the only one who ever went in there. None of them care. Some of them now, after explanation, are seeing the damage that we have done, but the rest of them, they don't care. If they cared, they wouldn't be living their life in a cave waiting for a beast to wander by. 
for them to slay, they would be going to where people are pleading for help, honest help, not to, to kill, not to hunt down a creature that does not deserve to die, but to help, a genuine help, to negotiate misunderstandings, to relocate a family in need. There is evil in the world of Elbor. That is to be, that is dealt with. And it is not only amongst creatures with teeth and claws. It lingers in the hearts of, of people that are born alongside us. Certainly. If that is the thing that is poisoning the iron light, then I think your problem goes beyond killing a certain number of sentinels. No. It goes to the highest powers on Elbor. To the... to the councils who send off thousands of men and women to die on the warfront every single day. And trust me, that is not beyond my view. That is not something that I readily ignore. That is merely another step on the journey that I wish to take the Iron Light Collective. Chaff. <laughs> Can I call you Chaff? <laughs> uh, yes. Hi. So, how long were you a part of the Iron Light Collective? Like, how many years has it been now? I'm just curious. Been just over 50 years. 50 years. When did you come to this conclusion? that change needed to happen in a more dynamic fashion. You could say I first noticed it right before I became a sentinel. I left the castle to kill beasts in order to come back and make myself a sentinel. And I met up with my old teacher, the man who had told me of the Iron Light and who had inspired me to, to commit change. I met up with him and he was someone who had taught me for a few months before sending me off to the Iron Light. Someone I saw as a hero, someone I saw as a person who I wanted to be. I went back to him and I told him that I was nearly graduated, that I was nearly a sentinel. He welcomed me with open arms and took me on a hunt. He had seen tracks of a creature named a slod, and that was simply it, the tracks. And in his mind, in that moment, he had determined that this was a creature that needed to be killed. And so we joyously tracked down that creature and we joyously plunged our swords into its hide. That was not when, when we pulled our swords, it was dead, it was, it was laying there. And we spent the next 10 minutes cutting off its head as I grabbed it 
by the skin of its cheek. Didn't put it in a bag. My mentor didn't help me carry it. I dragged it. I dragged that creature's head back to the Iron Light Castle. I believe that is when I felt a change, that something needed to happen. It took me time to realize what that was. But now I fully realize what I need to do and how we need to accomplish that. And to make sure that no one, no one like Flynn, no one like myself, no one leaves the Iron Light Castle with the goal of dragging a head back in order for a stupid fucking pauldron. But Chaff, when was the first time you took action against the things that you saw? When did you start reaching out to these people? And I'm gonna gesture to the human woman, and if, if he's still visible, the half-elven man. Yes, he is, he is now visible. I found myself over the years questioning my own actions and trusting those above me, trusting Melaru, trusting that we were doing the right thing. And although in the back of my mind, I knew things were wrong, I did not yet have the courage to do something. And I am ashamed, as my life's greatest shame, to say that only recently I began to change my teachings at the Iron Light to try to instill something different, a mindset of change within the new recruits. And when I saw that that was not enough, that my teachings were being undone by the single order to go out and kill things to become a sentinel, that is when I began to have conversations with others like Nessa and Ilonar, who had themselves had the same whisper in the back of their heads that something was wrong. I understand that shame and that frustration, but you're asking people to make a decision in a few moments that took you 40 years to act upon. Mm -hmm. Can you see why that kind of change might be difficult for some We cannot people? wait 40 more years. You waited long enough for yourself. You don't want to wait for some other people to come around. And as I said, that is my life's greatest shame, and I wish to rectify that now. Either we are you not are... your enemy. We want to help. We are not your enemy. Flynn, to my knowledge, has never gone around just hunting monsters. Has he killed them? Yes, but only when we've been fighting them together when they've shown up where we were. He's never once been sent by the Iron Lake Collective to do anything. And he's still not. He was given his stupid tattoo and he came back to us and he wasn't told what to do. He was just told, yeah, we'll call you if we need you. So we're not your enemy right now. He hasn't done anything that is cause for concern. So maybe we can just do our own thing and you can do your own thing and Flynn just won't take any orders from the Iron Light Collective for a while. In your example with the, with, with the Manticore, it's not the lesson that the forced action to be taken 
Should not be to kill the thing that's causing the problem? I would like to look back towards Nessa that's standing right next to us. Um, d- does it seem over this conversation that maybe she has changed her position or stance or, or, or demeanor? Make an uh, inside check. After all of this? Okay. Yeah, and I'd like to be watching the other one. Make an inside check, Seeker. I got a 13 for Nessa. Uh, 17. Um, they seem very secure in their position. It seems as though, from what you can tell, there has been, especially Flynn, you would would get this more than Seeker, a weight on their shoulders. Um, This, as Chas said, a nagging voice in the back of their head that now that they're taking action to attempt to justify it, they seem very secure in in their position. I'll uh, turn towards Nessa. Nessa. I don't look at Eleanor. Nessa, Eleanor. We want to help. We, we do. I do. But this can't be the way we do this. We went to... Then all you have to do is stay out of our way. Flynn. I can't. I can't let you go on and kill more Sentinels. And if that means that I have to die protecting him, protecting Caitlyn, protecting Zorkal, Evelyn, Pierre, all of them, then I'll do that. But we can talk to them. Flynn, we will not kill you. What you're saying but makes... do not follow us. No. Are you going to kill more Sentinels? Answer me. Yes, Flynn. I can't let you leave. I'm going right. to go out on a limb real quick. Real quick, I'm okay. going to go out on a limb. Okay. Um, I'm going to point my nose in the air. This is, again... Yeah, I'm in beast form, so I'm not going to say that. Uh, so I'm going to point my nose in the air. Would I be able to smell if they're prepping a spell? Like, does their magic Ooh. crackle <laughs> in any kind of way as a thought runs through my wolf? That, that dire wolf mind. Make a perception check, and I think that's at advantage because you're a wolf. Yes. Yeah. If it's a smell. Smell, yeah. Is that a 20? I think that's a 20. Oh, just assemble? Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah that's a 20. 20. Let's go! That's a 20. Oh, that's a 20. Um, can I say that he would notice, I don't know, does he notice any, does he notice magic? Um, yeah, so you would notice, um, let me see, what would you Power notice? Power word kill. <laughs> Meteor storm. Another fucking time stop. <laughs> um, no, this one's going to be much better, I promise you. Um, you notice Chath beginning to cast a spell, and you notice Nessa reach down to her belt. And you can see along her belt, she has four glass vials, um, all of them filled with different color powders, each with a little label on them. So being that I have no other way of communicating, I just start going. Um, with that, I'm gonna have everyone roll initiative. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was Kaylee, say, you, you have, would also you have advantage. I'm advantage. You would also notice uh, Flynn, his magic starting to cast up. All right. Shit. Um, Can that please okay. give us a little bit of a drop on like <laughs> that warning? All right. It all evens out because they were going to have surprise, initiate yeah. combat. Um, let's see, Kellick. 
what's my what's my actual modifier for this? It's a nine, 19. 19 for Kellogg. Oma. 16. 16 for Oma. Thessaly. 10. Seeker. 8. Everything's going in descending order. So far. <laughs> That's where we're going. Oh, wow. <laughs> this way. Um, try it. Uh, 12. And Flynn. 24. All right. First up, Flynn. All right. So uh, d- did I notice, um, so I, I tried some of my weapon once again. It didn't work. Um, would I have been able to look around? Do I know where my weapons are? Do I see them? Yes. Um, you are able weapon. to see your weapon um, just off in a slightly ruined building okay. to your right. Okay. So then um, as I track that during the conversation, um, I will uh, say Chath can't leave and I'm going to take my fingers, uh, rub them together and uh, swipe them on the ground, starting from my heel around in a circle, bring them up. And uh, as the wind begins to kind of swirl around me and get uh, more violent and violent of a swirl and gusts of wind all over the place, I will cast Warding Wind. Oh yeah. All right. Everybody um, gonna be deaf. So, yeah. um, as Let me action, know the effects of that. Yeah, so it deafens other creatures in the area. It is a um, 10 foot radius around me. Um, uh, extinguishes flames, uh, hedges out vapor, gas, fog, um, that can be dispersed with a strong wind, and then it's dif- difficult to drain for creatures other than me. And attack rolls of ranged weapons have disadvantage. Okay. Within the circle or outside of the circle? Um, if you're shooting a bow outside of the circle, the wind will make it disadvantage. But how about from within? Um, it, I guess because it's a wind, I would imagine it just keeps blowing Same thing? things around. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So if, if yeah. any of those things happen, can you please let me know? Sure, of course. And then I will use my movement okay. to move to the <laughs> weapons. Okay. It is centered on yeah, me. Yeah, I was going to say. So as I move, uh, this wind <laughs> follows me and tracks with me as it kicks up dirt and, and debris. <laughs> All right, um, and with your movement speed, you are just able to get to the weapons. Um, I will assess the situation. I will try and grab my sword and remove whatever a band is on it. All right, uh, I'll say that's a free action to sure. remove. It's a very thin string of copper. Holding my weapon now, um, I will look down to, uh, it's the staff and, and what else? And a healing potion. Okay, I will, can I grab the healing potion? Yeah, sure. Would I be able to toss the staff outside of the room towards Shreya? No. Okay, that's fine. not on this turn. Um, that's my turn. I don't have a bonus action right now. All right. Next up, Chath, sword in one hand, um, reaches his hand up towards um, up towards Ilinar. And as he reaches his hand up, you can see the muscles in his arm begin to strain. Although you can't see any uh, visible effects on his arm, you can see him concentrating and straining on his arm as he reaches out towards Ilinar. Ilinar looks towards Chaff and reaches his arm out in a similar way, almost grasping and accepting whatever invisible energy is coming his way. And as he does, Ilinar's fingers begin to sprout little metal shards. That's cool. And little metal plates, almost like scale mail, coming over his hand, extending over his arm, extending over his entire body as his body grows and lumbers. His arms reach out and become these these thin, 
needle-like points <laughs> plunge into the ground. Gosh, he begins to, to grow and morph. His head shrinks into what? his shoulders oh. as all of a sudden this massive metal crab-like creature um, uh, appears there in front of you. Each of its claws and, and legs reaching out towards the ground, coming to these impossibly fine points like needles. What the heck? <laughs> As, and the no. rest of his body is still covered in that scale mail, like metal scales. And as he sort of shudders, all of the scales sort of flutter around. And as each of Gross. each layer of the scales flutters, boom, boom, turns invisible. Oh. What? Was that invisibility? He's now invisible. Oh, invisible wow. metal crab beast. Cool, cool. That was, yeah, cool. No worries. All right. <laughs> that is. Chath and Ilinar's turn. Kellick. Well, none to it, but to do it. Gay. I'm gonna cast Hold Person on Chath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. So that is a uh, wisdom saving throw. As I sweep my uh, my hand out directly at him, my leveling my the center of my palm as the bandages twirl out around my arm. I uh, center the the uh, center of my palm on his heart, basically. If you were to draw a line straight from my hand to him. Okay. Wisdom saving throw, you said. Yes. That's a four. Yes. He fails. From his heart explodes out a tether that up till now only I have been seeing whenever I cast sending, and it flies into my hand, and I pull it around my palm. And he is paralyzed. Yes. As I'm holding on to the string of his heart. Let's the, go. Okay. That scar awesome. on my hand. Brutal. Oma. Um, that was against Chath? Yes. That was on Chath. That was on Chath. Okay, um, I'm right next to NASA. Oh. Um. Oh, spooky dookie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spooky dooky. We have attacked, right? Like, we yes. have done damage yeah, on people. We're like, we're, 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 yes. we're out of, talk- uh, we're out of talkie talkies. Okay. We're fighting, we're fighting, fighting. Great. Great. So, I will, um, um, bring my hands up to my head, um, and, and I'm, I'm, Looking between Nessa and um, and Chath, and I notice that somebody has definitely gone invisible, um, and I know they've been calling him Ilinar, and I just gotta go. I'm gonna scream loudly and say Ilinar is invisible, and as I say his name, my um, rule of thumbs psychic lance attacked him <laughs> coming okay. out from the beam of my forehead to wherever he is on the map. What? Wait, what? Wherever he is? Excuse me. Within, a, within 120 ahead, feet. That's awesome. Excuse so, oh. within 120 feet, so you unleash a shimmering lance of psychic power from your forehead at a creature that you can see within range. Alternatively, you can utter a creature's name. If the yeah. named Cree target is within range, it becomes the spell's target, even if you can't see it. No. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay. Um, 
as this beam coming from Oma's head <laughs> flies right past uh, Kellick's left shoulder and beams a creature directly behind uh, Kellick and Seeker. Jeez. Um, he has to make a saving throw. Okay. What is that saving throw? Intelligence. The 14. Fails. Ooh, okay. Ooh. Okay, so. Yeah. Um, can I have some D6s, y'all? Ooh, yeah. boy. I need, I, need th- I need three more. Plastic. I don't like that. Two. That, I, oh, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Stop giving me them. Oh, I don't know how many I have. One second, one second, one second. Wait a minute. I need. Um, two. Look, <laughs> mine gets thrown out. Okay, that is. Whoo. Thirty points of damage. Yeah, I like that. Oh. I'm okay with that. Um, oh. <laughs> of psychic. Wait. Um, and is incapacitated. So the target oh. takes seventy-six damage, which is thirty, and is incapacitated until the start of my next turn. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yes. Wow. So good. Wow. Incredible. Shut <laughs> him down. So happy right now. Nope. <laughs> um, as it comes out of my forehead, though, I definitely scream. <laughs> I'm gonna also have um, you make that wild magic surge. Um, oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna forget that. Two. Oh, oh God! God. Oh, no. Are you serious? Oh, no. No. Great. No, we're all good. It was so good. It could still be good. Things were going so well. Yeah, it'll be good. I'm freaking out. I forgot to do my breathing, guys. It actually totally oh, yep. makes sense. <laughs> There's things oh, coming out boy. of my forehead. There was no daily just... affirmation. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. You think it's so focused when he's rolling. And then he laughed, and I never know if it's good or bad. How many silver coins do you have on you right now? Okay. I have 55 silver pieces. They become 55 copper pieces. (laughs) That's okay. I don't know that, though. But I don't know it. I don't know. I didn't even notice. I thought he was going to say spiders or something. No, no, Oh, oh, okay, that's a really funny. That's a really um, good one. Yeah, we're good, guys. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. We'll take that. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Next up in the initiative is that it for Oma? Um, no. Do you want to move? I'm gonna. Um, I'm. I'm not gonna move because Ness is gonna hurt me. But I'm gonna do use a key point because after I sc- after the light has left my forehead, I scream. I crouch down and duck, and I'm going to um, bonus action um, patient defense. Okay. All right. And I'm just burying my head because it just let out a a big like a bolt of energy. All right. <laughs> I imagine as it passes me, I like get a headache a little bit. Just for the moment it passes. Probably Next both. Stop. Probably both of us. It seems fair. <laughs> Nessa, finishing reaching down to her side, she sort of glances her fingers over all of these vials that she has on her side. As her fingers rest on one, the third of the four, she slowly takes it out of the little loop in her belt and puts it up to her face and snaps the glass in front of her face as all of the powder from within vaporizes and becomes gas as she inhales all of the blue gas into her. And you can see 
the blue begin to run down her her veins in her neck. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Her eyes, her <laughs> eyes widen and bulge. She turns into a metal crab. Oh, boy. <laughs> and becomes invisible. Mm. Everybody's <laughs> Guys, I can, only, I can only hit one person with that. That's a level four spell. <laughs> her eyebrows begin to raise and come up to a point as little, almost insect-like antenna pop out and wrap around the back of her head. She begins to grow in size as from her neck, this this sort of reptilian hood of skin begins to grow and have uh, begin to grow points on the end of it. Her body elongates and a hundred little legs. No. No. She turns herself into a remoraz. Yeah. What? She did not need all those legs. Uh, <laughs> These glowing red spikes begin to protrude from her back. <laughs> this is why they want to protect the beasts, because they are beasts. I'm very sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. And so that Oma directly next to you. <laughs> I'm crouched. <laughs> you now have a huge Remoraz. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Alright, that is Nessa's turn. Next up in the initiative, we have got, I believe, Shraya. Shraya, what are you doing? Uh, seeing, quick question. Yeah. If I were to see the bolt that hit the, uh, that, that incapacitate, well, would there have been a surge around that chaos bolt? Like, would I have been able to see the outline from where that bolt hit? Yes, and actually for the moment, the invisibility of the creature is like waving on and off. It's not even fully invisible at the moment. So you can, you can see like these waves of transparency going over it. So very, very uh, fired up by the bolt. Uh, I'm gonna uh, pile into the air and charge toward that beast and like do a leaping bite into it. Okay, awesome. Make an attack roll. An advantage because you have buddies. Yeah. He's incapacitated too. So what is that? It's just an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so bro, what's my attack? Bonus is uh, oh, okay. oh, okay. Uh yeah, wow. Uh so that is a twenty-three to hit. Yeah, a twenty-three hits. Awesome. And so the teeth land, they sink in and do oh, yikes. Six points of piercing damage from the teeth. Okay. Um, um, this is a creature, correct? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so sa- strength saving throw as well from this creature. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a 17? Uh, it succeeds. Okay. Um, as you bite into this creature, a couple of your teeth are just able to slip in past those metal scales on the outside into the flesh underneath, <gasps> but you're not quite able to get that, that full grip. Um, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, it's the end of my turn, but I'm going to hold on. Okay, awesome. Um, next up, Thessaly. Can I use my movement to get all the way up to Chaff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. <gasps> okay. Wait a second. So, uh, up until this point, I did not appear to have a weapon on me. Uh, <laughs> oh, just uh, oh, no. just going to use my fisticuffs, but... <laughs> 
No. Uh, so I reach my hand out uh, and flame sort of like coalesces in the palm and then begins to coil around my fingers and I lift my hand a little higher. And in a space right in front of me, like a little black hole or like wormhole almost like opens up and I reach down and this fiery maul emerges as I pull my hand back out uh, and the flames sink with the weapon and I take both my hands, wrap them around it and I'm taking a swing. Let's go. All right. Um, make an attack roll. Okay. That is a D12. <laughs> we keep taking D12s today. Know, it was, yeah, yeah, sorry. It was me last time. <laughs> okay. And he's in, he's incapacitated. He right? is. Okay. No, he, he's, okay. paralyzed. he's paralyzed. So paralyzed. it's an auto crit. So it's an auto crit. I don't even think you need to attack. Do I, do I have to I roll? You have to. Okay. I don't. Have I, don't to roll. I don't know. I mean, you roll an advantage or something like that, and if it hits, do I roll with advantage? It's I, an auto crit, though. Uh, yeah, attack rolls have advantage. Yep. Yep. Oh, advantage. Thank God. That's, 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 that's real good. That's Georgia. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Advantage. He did. Oh. It's an eight. I get two attacks per action. Yeah, you get yeah. 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 Let's do it again! <laughs> if you can. Natural oh. 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was already yeah. 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 Can we have a triple quick? How high can we do that? This weapon is 1d12 bludgeoning damage plus 2d6 fire damage. Jeez. So automatically. 12. 24. 24 automatically. 24. 24, and then we roll for the other damage. Can I pour a divine smite into that? Oh! Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Of course you can. I hope you can. So that's what. So what's the divine smite? So, so what's the automatic for a divine smite? So you said a d12. Let's, let's do this first, Kevin. A d12 of bludgeoning. Okay, d12. Seven for fire and a three on the d12. So that's ten. Okay. Yeah. Divine smite. Oof. Looks for me. <laughs> Pretty cool for us. Yeah, it is. I like it a lot. Guild of Paladins. Except that she got. I, I, I wish. I wish we didn't wait, like use your crit then too though. Like it's I'm gonna like, go ahead and expend it at a uh, third level spell slot as well. Okay. So what's the maximum? Yeah, damage you for? are. So that's gonna be an extra three d eight radiant damage. Three d eight. So that. Wowza. Uh, what is that? Twenty four. It's twenty four. Twenty four. Can I get another d eight? So then this is, how, how many dice are you rolling? Three more. Three. Three so more. it's three more D8 max plus what she rolls. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got 24 plus. Jesus. Okay, that's a seven total. 62. Jeez. Yeah. I'm doing my math correctly. Have we ever seen right that there. level of damage yeah, inflicted upon an entity yet? I think I've done 50 something. You've done 50 up to this but point? But this is a new max. This is like yeah. a new max. 62. New max, new max, y'all. Woo. Okay. <laughs> Can I use a bonus action? <laughs> At this point, why not? <laughs> Actually, I, I don't want to use my bonus action. I take it back. Okay. All right. Sorry. And just for everyone's uh, notes, she missed her first attack. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. Uh, let everyone. 62 on this. So that could have been because she had two crits. <laughs> Seeker, what are you doing? Seeing this. So the, the the psychic lance goes by, turn, see this, look back, <laughs> see Des run over and attack Chath uh, with a spinning motion. I've got one dagger in my right hand. I'm gonna spin and reach back into my haversack and pull out a second dagger and attack 
um, who's that? Behind, Ilinar, yeah. Ilinar, behind, uh, behind us, and see if I can get a little uh, hmm. with advantage. He's incapacitated. Oh thank, yeah! Thank goodness for that. Yeah, right. Oh, first attack attack. Oh no! Oh, oh no! No! How is that even possible? <laughs> a three and a four. Oh, <laughs> you, you swing around and both of your daggers make contact, but they are perfectly deflected by the metal scales on this creature. Mm. Um, is that your full turn? Uh, now I'm going to, um, I'm going to look up at Shreya and kind of and nod and disengage and head over to um, the Desily side. Okay. Are you approaching on her left side or her right side? Left side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Flynn. Uh, what am I doing? Um, you are currently <clears throat> right next to uh, Shreya's staff. Yeah. Uh, would I be able to maybe put that? On my back, or like sling it in between. Yeah, I'll for just sure. Do that, and I'll okay. just so I can have it. Um, so I have the potion, I have my sword, I have that, and then I will run back out uh, and see Chath um, frozen up with people fighting him. But then Nessa, this big thing. I'm gonna try and hit. Ne- I would hit Nessa. Okay. Um, if, if I could keep my wind just on her and not on Olma. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll try, yeah. I'll try and position work. that way. Um, just to kind of keep Nessa in it. So okay. She's, uh, Make your attack rolls. Yeah, and I'll just swing down. Um, uh, but I will also, if you, if you were to look, I will turn my blade sideways and do these non-lethal. Okay. A 17. 17 does not hit. And then I will come down. Oh. Attack. Actually, wait one second. Sure. I'm sorry. I, I was looking at someone else's stat block. No problem. 17 hits. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> uh, that is uh, 13 points of piercing non-lethal damage. And I will come down with another one. Wait, uh, sorry, one second. Yeah, go ahead. What was that? 13? 13. 13. Yeah. Okay. And then I come down with another one, uh, 20, 21 to hit. A 21 hits. Uh, that is 11 points of uh, piercing non-lethal. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to get her attention. For sure. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. That's my turn. Okay. Can Chath or Ilinar do anything? They, yeah, Chath can make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving. They can make another save. Well, and I just had a question right quick about Chath and his state and how he might have received that huge ass load of damage. Like, was there, is there, is there anything, just for flavor and He's spice. He's still being held up. Was there anything I'm, particular? I'm holding on to him. Oh, so it's like a About how that hit. Like, I think I might have missed that. I feel yeah. retroactively guilty. It's like um, sending waves down the tether to my arm. <laughs> don't, he's gonna return the favor here. Um, <laughs> that is gonna be a 19 on his saving throw. That succeeds. Okay, so Chath um. breaks out of that. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna use his action to ignite his sword with green flame blade. And he's gonna use... Yeah, he's gonna use a bonus action to attack Thessaly. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> All right. For that swing, does a 25. Does a 25 hit? Yes. Ooh. Okay. That is going to be 15 points of slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he is... 
Okay, yeah. Um, you are now, uh, he's going to use uh, that as an Eldritch Strike. So, you have disadvantage on your next spell save. Okay. All right. All right, he's going to use an action surge um, to give himself another two attacks. That is going to be a 21 to hit. Mm-hmm. Yup. For eight points of slashing damage. Oakley doakley. And a 24 to hit. Yeah, that definitely hits. <laughs> for another eight points of slashing damage. Whoo! And that Ouch. is his turn. Ilinar is incapacitated until, until my next your turn. next turn. He doesn't get a chance to. So undo you can it. just see him shimmering. Um, Kellick and Seeker both see the moment that Ilinar was incapacitated. Um, these two spikes on his front two claws were just inches from driving themselves into both of your backs. <laughs> Oh, um, and Seeker, as you turned around to attack, you were pretty much nose to tip of this this needle. Um, Kellick. I'm gonna, I'm assuming because he's incapacitated, I can disengage freely without- That is correct. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna run to like the center of the battlefield kind of uh, okay. between everybody. And I'm gonna shake off my hand because it smarts from the, from the uh, ripples. And I'm gonna- I'm gonna cast the whole person again on chat. Yeah, all right. This time with third level. Lock him down. All right, what's that save? Um, It's a wisdom. Wisdom save. He fails. I I assume a 10 fails. Yeah. Yeah, Once again, his embered tether comes into the center of my palm and I pull it around my hand. All right. Oma. Before the end of my turn, I'm gonna say, Somebody put a bloody coin on the fucker! Is my turn next? Yes, Oma, what are you doing? Um. I pick my hat when I hear Kellick. <laughs> coin, 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 coin. I start feeling my pockets <laughs> for the coin, and I find it <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> and um, since Nessa is in that whirlwind, will I be able to get away? No, she no? will still get an attack of okay, opportunity. Okay, so I'm going to use... Well, yeah, I'm going to use Step of the Wind. <laughs> yeah. Um, to disengage. And that, or I'm going to use it to disengage. And then I'm going to run 40... Paces. <laughs> 40 paces. Paces? You know, one pace is feet. a foot free? <laughs> I'm around 40 feet. Because the enemy or I'm going to run to chat. I'm, I can get there in 40 feet, map. right? Uh, yes, you can get to chat. <laughs> cool. And I'm going to... Bye. And plink it on his forehead. Does it work? Yes! yes! So at full health, this would be a wisdom saving throw of eight to beat the coin. Um, but because he is below half health, that is going to be... He has to beat a 16 on that wisdom saving throw. So let me... Uh, he can fail. He could, he's he could roll fail. lower than... He me. rolled an 18. That's yeah. not plus he his wisdom. Yeah. Guys, it didn't work! Um, so... What, tell him up! <laughs> As I'm still like holding yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I guess... Or something. I guess, but then Illidar's gonna be invisible again, and we're gonna be in the same... But if you want to fight three creatures or two on the... Well, I'd rather fight two that I can see than one that I can't see. <sighs> For crying out loud. Um, I'm sorry, Flynn, I know you like him. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to cast Burning Hands um, at an angle so that it's going off into the forest yeah, sure. and him, so it's not gonna hit any of our any of my friendy poos. Yeah, hey. if you sidestep right yeah. next to Thessaly, that'd be easy enough. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it at level three. 
So he still makes the save, but at disadvantage. Yeah. At disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that's a, a deck save. Dex? It's a deck save. Uh, that's a six. He fails. Okay. So that's five d six. Fire damage, which he's a fire dragon, so he's going to take half anyway. One, two, three, four. But it's a crit, so, so it's, just... it's an auto crit. So I'll do. So it's sixty six. Wait, sorry, it's. 5d6, which is total of 30. 30. So 30 already plus... Um, eighteen, half. 30 plus 18, 48 half. reduced to 24. Wow. Okay. All right, is that the end of your turn? Yes. Wait, what was the spell again? It was... Burning Hands. Burning Hands, gotcha. So that, uh, spell, you just gotta be to one. 14. Okay. <laughs> Two. Um, all right. He just like absorbs half of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, um, it's his, uh, his, yeah, his red dragonborn scales sort of deflect the heat. Ah. All right. Next up, Nessa. Um, let's see. Nessa is, I mean, right we're there next to Flynn. I'm a threat. Um, <laughs> so this, this almost cobra-like silhouette yeah. um, lunges down at you and is going to attempt to make a bite attack. Sure. That is gonna be 24. Um, I uh, see this scary mouth coming down towards me to bite my face off and I uh, raise my hand up in a similar motion as uh, the blue sigil glows and my hand arcs uh, blue arcane energy as I cast shield. Okay, um, the first bite deflects off. Another bite is coming your way. Ooh. That is gonna be a 27 to hit. That will hit. Okay, um, and as, as the jaws just come um, and bite around you, the shield braces it for just a moment before the shield is shattered and oh, the bite comes no. down all around you. Um, that is gonna be Twenty-nine points of piercing damage. Okay. 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 Plus Ugh. the um, glowing orange spikes on its back begin to glow as you feel from within these jaws a heat begin to emerge. Uh. That is going to be six points of fire damage. Ah. I'm also ah. going to need you to make a strength saving throw. Oh God! I'm great at those. No. <laughs> Fifteen. Uh, Fifteen does not save. Oh, crap, 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 crap. Mm. Everything okay, Flynn? Yeah, I got this. This creature's massive jaws pick you up into the air, fling you up into the air. You are weightless for a moment as its jaws expand and you fall down into its throat <laughs> and into its stomach. No as way. It, as no. As it no swallows way. you. <gasps> nice. Wait, what happens to the wind? Wait, wait, wait. What, wait. what happens to the wind? Because it's centered oh. around him. Um, it's going to start taking some damage from the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Indigestion. Indigestion. Yeah. Maybe by a fraction of a second. Yeah. All right. That is Ness's turn. <laughs> that was a heck of a turn, Ness. Yeah. Um, Ilinar is is. No longer it's incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Next up, Shraya. 
Uh, is there a noise of this devouring happening? Like, what? oh yeah, would I be able to hear something? Hear like chewing noises, and uh, Flynn was up in the air for a second. Yeah. Any? Did you like any noise come from you through this? Probably, oh! Okay, okay, okay. And in that case, I'm gonna detach uh, and turn in that direction and run. <laughs> You Fastest. are going to take an attack of opportunity from Illinar's. He's no longer That's fine. That I... is going to be a 22 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits for sure. Okay. That is going to be as um, one of these, uh, these pinpoint needle claws reaches out and drives itself into your back leg. It almost doesn't hurt for a moment with how clean and precise the wound is, um, but then all of a sudden you get this incredible burning sensation from the pain. That is going to be 22 points of piercing damage. Oh my god. And with that, I'm Oof. also going to have you make a constitution saving throw. Sure thing, man. Uh, 14. A 14 does not save. Oh, no. As um, you are running away from this creature so fast that the um, spike that is driven into your leg breaks off completely. <gasps> um, and you are currently running with a massive oh. metal spike through your oh. back leg. Um, you have, uh, your speed is reduced by 10. Okay. Uh, can I even make it, Nessa? If that's the it case, is 35 feet away. And my speed reduced by 10 is still 40 feet. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> okay. How about that? <laughs> right past Kellick. And I'm going to launch myself. I'm going to launch myself and try to bite at the neck of this hulking beast. Okay. Uh, make an attack roll. <laughs> uh, yeah. That will be a 17 to hit. A 17 hits. Nice, nice. And as I <laughs> sink my teeth in, uh, we'll say mm, seven points of piercing damage as my teeth sink in. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that let's get that saving, that strength save from Nessa. Okay, strength. an 11. Nessa <gasps> is knocked prone. Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? As, yeah. As yeah, Nessa please. is, uh, you grab, um, grab, as you grab <laughs> Nessa around the throat, you can feel Flynn's body just like coming down and you just stop Flynn from being completely swallowed. Oh, um, yes. As Nessa falls over. Yes. Ooh, can, can I, is his head like crowning out the mouth or something? <laughs> it's still, it's still like, his his body is still like <laughs> the throat of this thing. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. This thing has a very, <laughs> a very long neck, so you just bit at the base of the neck. Oh, so like squeak throat. But it like I can feel that it stopped like his legs. Yes. Yeah. At the base. Okay. Great. Awesome. Good All right. As I, as, um, as and Nessa is now twitches prone. and quivers from from the spike. All right, Desily. I'm holding on. By the way, at the end of my turn. Okay, Desily. Okay, so points of order. I hear that in my periphery. Check it. Uh, DM, how does Chath look in front of me? Does he look like 
He's hurting. Does he look like he's okay? How does he look? Um, he's got a little bit of a nosebleed coming down, um, but overall, he doesn't look like mangled in any way. So he doesn't look like ready to fall over. Not at the moment. No. Okay. What's Thessaly doing? Let's do it. Okay, so I, I'm gonna try to like incapacitate Chath and I'm gonna take two more swings. I'm going for the collarbone and I'm going for the ribs. Okay, make an attack roll. Would and this like is a crit if you hit? With a maul. Is, is, is it at advantage again? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's still... still we we cast, Sorry, baby. Yeah. a lot happened. And I was no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm two spell slots deep into this whole person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's working though, man. He's not getting a turn. Is yeah. it 21 hit? Uh, 21 hits. Okay. He got one turn. It's a four for the d12. Okay. Seven on the 2d6. And then I am pouring another Divine Smite in it, both of my hands around this mall and like all this silvery, almost like shimmering metallic energy feeds into it and empowers the strike. Okay. And I am gonna do it at third level again. Okay. And you do non-lethal with Divine Smite? Give me one second. I know you said you wanted to incapacitate him. I don't I, think I, she said non-lethal. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say non-lethal. I said I wanted to incapacitate yeah. him. So um, that's is death incapacitation. Non-lethal is just yep. about whether or not yeah. we do a certain amount of damage. Death, is, certain death point. is incapacitation. You said you were going for the collarbone and the ribs. Yeah, I'm I did. taking that I as did. you are not holding that's back. That's fair. We can deal with death. Listen, we can deal with death. It's okay. true. Yeah, like we'll be fine. Five. So, Thessaly, what was that divine smite? That is. Paladin's gonna do what Paladin's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very true. <laughs> also, he did a lot of damage on her, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these guys, these, these, these peoples are... Not a joke. They're powerful. trying to kill us. They're powerful. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a belly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna kill you, Flynn. That's We're just gonna, gonna eat you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is 11 on the Divine Smite. Plus an auto crit for all of I've that. Already got, I've cool. already got. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a lot of damage. We got our bookkeeper. So that's, uh, so that's 22, 26, uh, 26 points of damage from the mall. Mm-hmm. Plus um, 24 plus 11, mm-hmm. 35 points on the Divine Smite mm-hmm. for a total of 61. Hot. I'm just not as concerned about Chat's well-being. Plus, plus, plus her two for strength, right? So Yeah, plus my two. 63. Oh, 63. <laughs> so Sorry. New, new top, max. Top new max. <laughs> new what max. was the new max? 63. 63. Nice. One, more, one more point. All right, is that your turn? That, ooh, um... So is is out of the corner of my eyes, Ilinar. What, what does Chaff look like? Did he go down? That was just one of the hits, though. She said oh, that was. she said oh, ribs oh, and yeah. that. Was I mean, just that was a the collarbone. Yeah. Just to He's so say. Dead. The other one He's is so the. Uh... Thank you. He's still up. He's still standing. Yes, he appears to be. <laughs> Kellek is still holding him up. Yep. He might. He <laughs> might have died five minutes ago. I mean. <laughs> Does he, you know? Um, no, now uh, both of his nostrils are bleeding. Um, his his right arm is his shoulder is sort of caved in a little bit. Um, all right, make your. Ethan make is your so sad. Roll. You built this beautiful man. Um, he was enemy. listen. There's just a big old crab and a big old cobra spider. That's thing. a two on the d12. Uh, we know they're big. We don't know if they're old. Advantage. Yes. Uh, this is 24. Yeah, 24 hits. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it just don't even do the math. Um, oh. 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 No, was that close? With, uh, 
It wasn't really close. It's just if you add the crits, that just the crits get you over. Um, yeah, look, you feel yourself holding him in place. Um, and then all of a sudden, almost as if the control was completely taken away, um, you no longer feel like you have a grasp on him as he completely collapses to the ground. As this happens, I'm like trying to keep hold, like if a tether like slips out of my hand, but I try to like catch it on the way out and it just slips through my fingers. As this happens, or like as I've just been holding the- He collapses the, in front of me. He collapses in front of me. I'm holding the coin still. I just yeah. kind of like, Hold it out in case Thessaly wants to grab it. Could I use my bonus action to it's place the coin? It's a free action to put your coin on. Okay. There. It's a free well, action. Yeah, it would be a handoff, right? It would so be a handoff. Hand so would it be a bonus action bonus to action do to it? Hand it off. We'll free say action utilize. Dead. Okay. We don't know. Um, hearing You're putting the coin on. His hearing forehead? from before, putting that on. I'm yeah. I'm going to put it on his forehead. Boom! His body completely disappears, and that is where we're going to end this episode. Oh, We're going to call it right there. God. Still got Ilinar and Nessa in their beastly forms, but that is where we're going to call it. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, Bye. Bye nerds. Hey, nerds. It's Rebecca here. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please go ahead and like, share, subscribe on any platform. If you're listening to this on your phone, go to the app that you're listening to this on and drop us something, anything. Um, it really, truly helps. The more people who like us, share us, subscribe to us, the more people see us. So there actually is like a direct one-to-one connection. So um, if you like what you're hearing and you want your friends to also like what they're hearing, share it with them. Okay, bye nerds. <laughs>